Welcome back, everybody, to the Demetria Obalor Show. I'm hoping all of you had an amazing Thanksgiving holiday, and I appreciated the feedback about my grasshopper pie. It was green. It was definitely yummy. I made it with marshmallows, creme de menthe, Oreos, fresh homemade whipped vanilla cream. Very nice. It was a light dessert. But you know, I also threw down, I made those good garlicky mashed potatoes. The video's on my Instagram page and all across my social profiles. Uh, yes, I got the greens, put my foot in them too, mac and cheese, all of it. And of course, I'm going to be reprising my famous side dishes for Christmas dinner. And I think I might make a ham too. I really want a really juicy pineapple-y glazed ham, even though ham always gives me a ham headache. I don't know, but we're up in the holiday season. You got to eat. You got to eat bad. It's just part of the rituals there. And I also think for dessert this time around, I'm going to make an eggnog cheesecake instead. Now, I know a lot of people hate eggnog, but hear me out. I'm from Kansas City, and I know a lot of my Midwesterners probably know this brand. It's called Anderson Erickson. They have the best eggnog. It comes in a golden card and it's absolutely delicious. That is what I would love to make it with, but because I'm not there right now, I'll probably have to make it with the next runner-up best eggnog, which I would say is Lactaid's eggnog. It's in a green carton. It's very, very good. Closer to the Anderson Erickson one, which is the best all-time, all-time, all-time. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. And I'll definitely walk you guys through that as well. But all right, let's uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. We're back. We're back. We're back in action. And as far as sports goes, I mean, we've got so much happening right now. College football's conference championships kicking off this weekend with the NFL. We've got Aaron Rodgers, who, of course, tore his ACL nasty injury first game of the season with the Jets. But now he's back. He's practicing with the Jets. But if he plays, depends on his health and also if there are any real playoff chances. And I can't be mad at him for that because it's like if you're going to risk it you better be risking it for a good cause and then we've got Mark Cuban who agreed to sell the Mavs to the Adelson family for three and a half billion dollars so that sales going on right now and the Adelson family I mean those are big names in Vegas yeah, that family owns the Las Vegas Sands Corporation, which formed the iconic hotels, the Venetian, the Palazzo, if you've ever been to Vegas. But they sold both of those properties last year. They still have properties overseas, I believe in Macau, Singapore, all of that. I thought they had some ownership in the Las Vegas Review Journal newspaper. Pretty sure they do. But with that announcement, people are wondering if Mark Cuban plans to run for president. I mean, with that sale and the fact that he announced his plans to also leave the hit investor show Shark Tank that we all grew up watching and love. But I mean, he maintains he has no plans to run for president in 2024. He even said that his family would kill him if he ever ran for president. <laughs> But I think Mark Cuban's very charismatic and Americans love entertainment aside their elections. And so I could see him definitely holding his own during the debates. He's a really sharp guy. I've never met him, would love to one day, but I, I could see him holding his own the most likely. But that's really a nothing burger. We also have, though, the NBA in-season tournament. The Elite Eight seeds are set, not including the Golden State Warriors, which broke my heart. Ugh, but it's okay. All eight teams, though, are gearing up to play in Vegas next Monday, which which is pretty cool. And of course, one of the biggest stories in basketball, not so cool, surrounding 21-year-old Oklahoma City Thunder guard Josh Giddy, who's been the subject of allegations circling online regarding a relationship with a minor. If it is true, absolutely terrible. Kick him off the team. No excuses. But the details, the pictures, the girl's supposed age, is she 15, 16? People are talking about how the age of consent is 16 in Oklahoma, but apparently the girl lives in Newport Beach. All of these things floating around online, lots of confusion. But TMZ just reported yesterday that the family of the girl and the girl are refusing to cooperate with officials. And of course, as you know, Josh Giddy has remained tight-lipped about the situation. And he's still playing games. But a lot of fans aren't feeling them. And this past Tuesday, 
Tuesday in a game against the Timberwolves, fans booed Giddy. I mean, literally every time he touched the ball. I mean, at this point, everything is alleged until police uncover concrete proof. But many people online were upset because they believe that if this were a black athlete, he would have been suspended immediately. And I know people hate to bring up race, da, 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 but that's the society we live in. I mean, we didn't create this. It's just the world that we were born into. But there is no denying that throughout the history of sports, black athletes have been criminalized and stereotyped far harsher than their white counterparts. I mean, studies have been done when it comes to biases in reporting. Mizzou journalism professor Cynthia Frisbee, she studied how all of it relates to athletes back in 2015. She examined 155 news articles about male athletes to determine the themes of each story and found that while more stories were published about white athletes, majority of the stories involving black ones had a negative tone. Majority of the crime stories highlighted black athletes, all pointing to stereotyping in the media. And we've seen it. We've seen it time and time again, even beyond sports. If a black person commits a crime, oh, they're a thug. He's evil. He's a monster. He's a villain. Yeah. When a white guy does it, oh, he's a lone wolf. Oh, my God. He was bullied in school. This poor kid. Yeah, there are real criticisms of the media, and even though in a perfect world we should reserve judgment until a person is found guilty, we have to ask ourselves, where is this grace when it comes to black people, black athletes? And that's why you're seeing a lot of this vitriol online against Josh Giddy, because there's so many discrepancies in reporting when it comes to black athletes versus white athletes, and those are just facts. So people are pointing them out, and then people say, oh, I always have to bring up the race card, but but that's real. <laughs> Do you think black people want to bring up the race card every time? You think they want to point out the unfairness? Wouldn't we rather have a fair society where we didn't have to do that, where everybody is on the same playing field? But let's be real. Like, that's not the society we live in, but it's also not the society that black people created. So don't give me, oh, it's the race card. We don't want to hear that. It's something as a journalist that I've seen time and time again. I will never forget the way that Trayvon Martin was portrayed in the media, the pictures that were actively selected by newsrooms, approved by news directors to characterize a young man who was wrong wrongfully killed, murdered by George Zimmerman. Those were real newsroom decisions that were made that characterized an innocent child as a thug. Those were the pictures that were chosen. So biases in newsrooms are real. And that's why it's so important to have diverse newsrooms so we could hold each other accountable. But all right, uh, let's pivot to health. And I have to admit that I'm still eating those Thanksgiving leftovers, but I'm getting back to my healthy eating because what we put into our bodies, it really does matter. And I can't keep carb loading on this mac and cheese. I just have a little square left. I just have a little square left that I'm going to keep eating, guys. And I'll continue to put a spotlight on health in episodes because it means so much to me. And recently, I was approached by a fitness company to endorse a product they were selling. It was a fat burner. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, a fat burner is a supplement that claims to increase fat metabolism, increase weight loss. This one said it was to supercharge weight loss, activate 24-7 fat burning, laser sharp focusing, Superman block carb absorption and curb cravings, all done through caffeine, green tea extract, and some compounds that I'd never heard of before. It all reminded me, <laughs> it was basically the weight loss equivalent of the drug Bradley Cooper took in the movie Limitless. Too good to be true, right? Okay, so I declined for a variety variety reasons, so just bear with me. But first, as a public figure with an audience, but more importantly, as a human being, I would never want to advertise a product I don't truly believe in, and I don't believe in fat burners. Now, although I never tried the product, I'm still always leery of supplements. And if you guys have listened to my past episodes, you'll know this, because first of all, supplements are not FDA approved, all right? Especially the ones that flood our social media pages, promoted by our favorite influencers, who might honestly sacrifice your health for a quick buck. And that's never been me. 
All right, I don't do that. If I say I like something, I mean it, and I would never take advantage of any of you or the rest of my audience because that's just unscrupulous as hell. I mean, but anything to say you have a brand deal, right? Yeah, no, I've had companies like Flat Tummy Tea approach me on a number of occasions, and no, right? But before I give a lashing to these unscrupulous Instagram and TikTok influencers, I want to start with a warning about weight loss drugs on the market, okay? And this is a personal experience here, and this is one of the reasons that I declined to promote the fat burner, okay? So years ago, 11 years ago to be exact, I bought OxyElite Pro, which is a thermogenic fat burner. I got it from GNC. It was like $70. I was like, oh yeah, this is the good stuff. They had to bring out the key and unlock it on the glass shelf. This, this is going to work, right? So at the time I was probably like 127 pounds. I wanted to maintain it by running, loved running, ran miles all the time, but I was swamped with serious and very interactive journalism homework. I'm talking hauling the tripod at the JVCHD, 20 pound camera, all of this across campus, across town, interview interviewing real life people. And it was just exhausting. All right. I felt like I needed a little bit more energy. And so when I started taking it, yeah, I definitely felt a difference in energy. I mean, so much so that I'm nauseous from an overload of caffeine. I felt gross. I hate that feeling of just nausea. Oh, I hate it. So I was already in pretty good shape. I was maintaining a lot of what I learned in high school when I ran cross country, running miles, but OxyElite Pro made running two miles on the treadmill feel like nothing. And for those of you who get on the treadmill, you know, it can feel like eternity. That's why I liked cross country. I liked running around, you know, seeing sights and all of this stuff. But when I was taking it at night, I'd feel even more nauseous. And so I thought to myself, cause I was stupid, <laughs> I didn't do enough to burn all of the extra energy that this pill was giving me. So the following days I'd push myself even harder at the gym until one day I put my hand on the heart rate monitor and it said like 200 which scared the crap out of me. But, and I know those things aren't always accurate, but still I'd never seen it read something like 200. And at the time I'm like literally 21 years old, 127 pounds. I'm probably running a seven to eight minute mile. I'm kind of the shit. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? 200. Am I going to die? I stopped taking it. I stopped taking it. Okay. And later on, I was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, right? Which was interesting too, because one of the components in OxyElite Pro claimed to naturally increase your T3 and T4 hormones, which is what I always get checked because that is what contributes to hyperthyroidism or hypo if the numbers are too high or if they're too low. So anyway, come to find out, OxyElite Pro, which claimed to be a natural product, was pulled from store shelves a couple years later after I'd stopped taking it for containing DMAA. Yeah, DMAA is an illegal stimulant drug linked to cardiac arrest and death. So then the company that makes OxyElite Pro reformulated it, put some shysty ingredients in it that then caused an outbreak of liver damage across Hawaii. A 48-year-old mother of seven children died of liver failure after taking it in 2013. According to 2014 CDC data, it had been linked to 97 cases of non-viral hepatitis in 16 states. At least three people had to get liver transplants. Six executives from USP Labs, the company that makes Oxyelite Pro, yeah, they were arrested in 2015 for lying to consumers, claiming the drug was a natural supplement when in fact it contains synthetic amphetamine stimulants made in a chemical factory in, yeah, you guessed it, China. And also in 2015, the FDA warned consumers not to buy Oxyelite Pro, the super version, because it contained fluoxetine which is the active ingredient in the antidepressant Prozac. You cannot make this up. The weight loss product had 
Prozac in it. Yeah, dozens of lawsuits have been filed, but the damage has been done. And the company that makes OxyElite Pro, still open, USP Labs, yeah, based in Dallas, Texas. So in short, yeah, that's why I'm not going to endorse a fat burner. Even if the product doesn't have Prozac and only has a ton of caffeine, which is what they have in it. And trust me, I mean, a lot of them do. Now, there might be some other ones that don't. Whatever, man. But listen, no, I'm not doing it. And you got to be careful with the amount of caffeine that you take in, especially if you have high blood pressure. Oh, yeah, that's that's a terrible concoction right there. According to the American Heart Association, I mean, nearly half of American adults have it. Many of them don't even know they have it. So if you're one of those people and you're just popping weight loss pills, fat burners, caffeine pills, down in monster energy drinks, you don't realize the strain it's putting on your heart. And heart disease is still the number one killer of Americans. Now, taking OxyElite Pro sure as hell didn't help me. Someone who at the time was either on the brink of hyperthyroidism, getting it from that, or already unknowingly had it. So that's the thing about hyperthyroidism. They can't tell you how you got it. But I know that something that increases your heart rate tenfold and had DMAA in it, something that's linked to cardiac arrest and death, damn sure wasn't helping my already highly energized body from hyperthyroidism. And when you consider the insane amounts of energy drinks, fat burner supplements being touted as the way I achieved my killer body on Instagram, Americans are in for a world of hurt. Children too. The messed up thing is, is you can be healthy, right? You work out every day in the gym. Maybe you just want to last longer on the treadmill. You're trying to reach that ultimate fitness goal. And so you're being marketed these products. They're targeting you. And you literally end up killing yourself because of these products. And that brings me right back to the FDA, right? The government agency tasked with protecting the public's health. And sure, I mean, they'll tell you when your spinach has E. coli in it or if your cantaloupe has salmonella, but they don't have authority to approve dietary supplements for safety and effectiveness before they hit the market, before they're on your shelves. That's because these supplements are regulated as food, not medicine. So if the manufacturer believes the supplement to be safe, it's all gravy. But we've seen what money-hungry companies do when left to their own devices. They put Prozac and banned amphetamines from China and weight loss pills. These are real stories. You can look it up. I mean, literally killed mothers. And when it's all said and done, the companies get to stay open. And that sounds really unregulated to me. All right, uh, let's let's switch gears to tech. You know, I love that. And as we embrace the dawning of artificial intelligence, we're confronted with the morality of it all. How far is too far? Do you draw the line at AI chatbot influencers, maybe? I mean, I really feel like OnlyFans is going to create premium AI sex bots that you can subscribe to. I feel like they're going to start doing that. <laughs> I mean, or have you already had enough now that your Alexa device seems to turn on at will? This happens all the time in my house. I I feel like it's secretly listening to all of my private conversations, recording those not so PC jokes <laughs> and then saving them for some superior form of blackmail to be used at a later date. Maybe it'll be used by hackers, the government, Bruce Wayne. I mean, if Batman could do it in The Dark Knight Rises, you know our government already is. I mean, have you started whispering in your own home yet? Because I feel like that sometimes. Have you started reading the terms and services a little more carefully on the apps you sign up for? I mean, it really gets scary because we're vulnerable on so many different levels. And a lot of so-called citizen journalism and propaganda machines have further acquainted us with the problem of AI-generated imagery, aka deep fakes. Some people use 
use AI imagery to create the female version of your favorite football player. Oh, that's what Mahomes would look like if he was a girl. Haha, ha, so funny. And they are funny. But some people are using AI to create virally horrific yet fake images depicting the Israel-Hamas war to evoke specific responses from the world. This was reported by AP News and they'll stop at nothing. I'm talking horrible pictures, babies. Truly shocking imagery that people just retweet, spreading false narratives. And experts say it's going to get a lot worse. Jean-Claude Goldstein, CEO of the tech company, CreoPoint says pictures, video, audio with generative AI, it's going to be an escalation you haven't seen. All of this disinformation happening before an election year is extremely detrimental to democracy and will undoubtedly be used by political bots, politicians to sway voters. Verification of news and content is essential now more than ever, and I think it's something that needs to be handled at the federal level. That's serious. I don't think we can leave it to them states because some of them states, whoo, goodness, some of them states. AI imagery is one thing, but AI journalists, that's a whole nother thing. And this week, a report from the outlet Futurism claims Sports Illustrated published articles from AI writers. CNN says all the articles were accompanied by AI-generated profile photos with fake bios. Since then, the parent company of Sports Illustrated, Arena Group, They've deleted all those articles, and apparently they were product reviews that were licensed by a third-party company called Advon, which says they employed real writers, but had them use fake pictures and names to protect their privacy, which is hilarious. It's so interesting to see the, the profile pictures of these fake journalists. It was so interesting to see these AI-generated it was so interesting to see these AI-generated versions of these fake journalists because one of them was a white guy with the last name Ortiz, one was a black guy, then one was an Asian woman. And I thought it was really interesting because when it comes to product reviews, your demography can heavily influence how it's recepted by your audience, right? So as a woman, if I say, hey, all my women buy this, I'm going to be like, okay, they might more be more apt to listen to me as opposed to a man. Now, if you wanted to get into race, that's true too. So if you take a, a black man and he's talking to a black audience or this company wants black men to buy their product, what picture are you going to use for that article? If you want to get Asians to buy a certain product, maybe you'll generate an image of an Asian man or a woman to sell the product and give these reviews, which is absolutely deceptive and they need to be held responsible for that. That is totally ridiculous, totally ridiculous. Now, Arena Group will continue to investigate, but apparently, I mean, this isn't the only media outlet to have used AI content. Futurism says that they've caught CNET and Bankrate using AI content with factual mistakes, plagiarism. Futurism also says they've caught BuzzFeed putting together AI-generated travel guides earlier this year. Gannett newspapers, which include Florida Today, AZ Central, they published horribly wonky articles about high school football that were also AI-generated. So we're seeing in real time computers impeding on the journalism workforce, which takes me back to what I said in an earlier episode about trickle-down economics, right? The idea that if you give tax cuts to the rich, they're going to increase the workforce and everything's going to boom, the economy will swell and everybody's going to be happy, right? Yeah, no, that's not how it works. It's because when you allow people to save money, they don't want to spend it. They want to get even richer, right? So how do you do that? Cut out the workforce, replace them with robots. And so they can't ask for a 401k, right? Yeah, they're not going to get workers comp for getting injured on a job, right? You don't have to deal with their uh, complaints, any of that kind of stuff. You don't need HR for a robot, right? So the rich get richer and the poor get replaced by robots. <laughs> we are officially living in a sci-fi movie and the bots will 
will get better at writing in a more human way. And then fake profiles and LinkedIn accounts will be created, giving the public less leverage in discerning and holding companies accountable for employing robots under the guise of human beings. A robot writing a story is one thing, but a company making us believe they're human is a deviance worth noting and never forgetting. All right, guys, that is our show. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast and be sure to watch the video element on YouTube at the Demetria Obelor. And please subscribe, like, comment, take part in the conversation. Always love to hear from all of you. All right, have a great rest of your week.